and we're live. We are live. What's up, TM BMX? All right, so for anyone watching this in the future, this is a live stream BMX discussion where I'm going to talk about a certain subject or where I normally talk about certain subjects in regards to BMX. This time it has to do with social media following versus skill in regards to BMX sponsorship. Let me know in the chat how the audio and video looks, everyone. But uh, let's let's start at the very beginning of this one, and let's talk about why sponsorship exists in the first place. And the reason, what's up, Jeff? Uh, the reason that sponsorship exists in the first place is so companies can have people to promote their products like so companies can sell product that's literally the reason sponsorship exists and in that oh my gosh i don't even know where to start sorry <laughs> so sponsorship exists so that companies can sell product that means that a rider who is sponsored is bringing a value which is selling product to these companies so to put it shortly and to kind of sum it all up very quickly the social media aspect of things comes in because that's where a rider's value comes in these days. Because if there's no social media following to back up the skill or to show the skill, then there's no value to bring to the company to sell their product. But we got to start further back. That's kind of just a summary. I'm curious for anyone who's watching this in the future, let me know what your thoughts are in the comments down below. Very curious to hear what people think about this subject. There's a lot of stuff that I think people don't really think all the way through when it comes to this. I got 200 followers. Sponsor me, Etnies. Right? You should. You deserve those. You deserve that sponsorship. Uh, so I've. Someone asked me this. A couple people have asked me this on Instagram lately, and uh, I wrote out a really, really long response, which was kind of my notes for this. So I'm going to be referring to this because it's going to give me some, uh, it's going to give me a path to follow rather than just my jumbled up brain that can't think because I'm live on YouTube. So, uh, let me see here. So let's see when it comes to 2019, how does a BMX rider reach people to sell product and have value to a company? social media literally that's it i mean yeah you can travel and you can meet people out there but you can reach so many more people on the internet and through social media than you could ever travel to literally that's that's the way that a rider can get word out there and that's the reason why companies care about social media right now literally it used to be and i think I think that the where a rider's value has changed through or where a rider's value comes from has changed throughout the year or not the year the years man I am terrible tonight <laughs> it it's changed throughout the years I mean I wasn't around a long time ago but in the contest era if you went and you placed at a contest or you made finals you were getting sponsored because that's how people saw you that's how people saw you riding. That's how you made it into props. That's how you just were seen. And that's how people were influenced by you to buy a company that you rode for product. And things have changed in that regards because what does your hair look like without a hat? I'll show you that after the stream. Uh, so it's changed nowadays because there isn't as much value in being a contest rider and that's why most of the same companies sponsor these contest riders unless they're like the super top crazy people always with that my hair is my gimmick everybody has to have a gimmick on the internet my hair just happens to be part of me and it's my gimmick so it's pretty cool I don't have to be fake with it <laughs> so uh, let's see what else do I see here and, and it's kind of a thing of where companies have the responsibility to pick riders who can not only represent them, but also have skill to ride a bike. I mean, 
when it comes to videos and team videos and edits and whatnot, how many companies out there? That's a question I want to ask people too. I always like to ask questions during these for people to respond even if they're watching later. And that is, who can you guys list whose skill on a bike at one point in time does not, or whose skill on a bike has never earned them or qualified them to be sponsored or represent a company that they ride for? John Hicks was never officially on Stranger, but still used to get free parts from his social media company. So you got, I want I'm curious. I want to hear, can anyone list a person right, maybe right now, whose social media following earns them more than their skill or their Catfish doesn't ride professionally for companies or, you know, he represents companies and he's a very, very good rider. He just doesn't post it on the internet. But I want to keep this pointed. Adam LZ, once again, a very, very good rider. That was a mixture of both things, I think. A lot of people say Adam LZ, but Adam LZ was really good at riding a bike. I I really I just can't I have I've tried to think about it. Somebody asked me about this and I tried to think about it and I could not think of someone who had a gigantic social media following but wasn't and was representing companies and was sponsored, but their skill didn't earn them their spot with that company. Montana Ricky. Montana Ricky's another rider who is very very good at riding bikes. I can't list anyone. And it's the case of, I think just people don't quite think this all the way through. They don't think about the fact that social media is where someone's value comes from nowadays. And that's why people are sponsored riders because they use social media to get in front of people. And another aspect of it, is that Austin Augie is a bit sketchy, but he can ride really well. Oh my goodness. Montana Ricky's calling me right now. Should we answer it? Let's answer it. Hello? Phone me in, motherfucker. <laughs> Phone me in. Give me, let me talk all the way through it first. At download Skype on your phone. And, oh, uh, I have to do it through my phone? You can't just, you can't, I can't just call and it works? What do you mean? Like I'm calling you now. You can't just like. No, I'm there. on my I'm on my Windows computer. We got to use Skype. God damn it! Just download Skype on your phone and then add me. What does that do? It's just like FaceTime, but it makes me have more control on my computer. How long does that take? It'll take you two minutes to download the app. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to get through everything I have to say, and then we'll do it. <laughs> I'm just driving. I wouldn't be able to make it anyway. I'll just listen to you. I just right when I tuned in to go live. Are you still live right now? Yes, I'm live right now. Everyone's like responding to you. Uh, can they hear me? Yeah, they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can hear you. Oh, they can hear me. Yeah. No, I got to get through everything I want to say. All right, well, fuck you then. I just clicked in when I saw you on there. Because I'm driving my car and I'm done for the night. But I heard you say my name and I started laughing. Yeah, because so. people brought you up. Um, Just right, d- download Skype and we'll make it work. I, I can't. I'm driving. Do it when you get home. Well, when I get home, I got to have sexual relations. All right, whatever. All right, I love you. I'll just watch it live. Okay, bye. Well, interruptions from Montana Ricky because you guys mentioned him and he heard it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, maybe I'll call him whenever I get through everything. But I got a lot of stuff to say in regards to this topic because uh, where was the last part I was at? I was at the point where I was talking about how companies have to juggle picking people who have a following somewhat already and have skill. And when it comes to... uh 
when it comes to an amateur rider, they have to pick someone who feels like they have potential and can grow, but also can bring value and give them a return on their investment because that's what it's really all about. When a company, when a company is investing in a rider by sponsoring them, they're paying for the product that they're making, that they're giving that rider. Even if they're an AM and they're only getting product, they have to pay for that. So that's money. They're investing that money into a rider. And when you invest that money into a rider, then that rider has to bring a return on that investment for it to be worth it. And that's what sponsorship is. And that's why it exists. So if a rider doesn't have a following and can't get word out there, then there's no way that there's going to be a return on their investment to that company skill and no social media following but what's the point there's there's no if you have a ton of skill and no social media following and a company represents you then you're not giving anything back to that company and that makes it a pointless sponsorship it's great to be an amazing rider and everything but that's where people get things twisted and don't understand the business side of these things people keep saying big boy on shadow look at where big boy started when he first started riding with Scotty in that and where he's at now and how much he's progressed and how much he's sent things that not very many other people do. Big Boy has more than earned his spot and he's got a gigantic social media following to back it up even follower because even more because of Scotty's YouTube channel. He's not at the level of a pro rider but we don't i don't know if he's on pro or if he's on am or what he's on maybe he just represents shadow but he de who else is going to do that front flip off of a roof three other people those guys usually blow up pretty quick check out dovey yeah dovey killed it at that vans contest and everyone's talking about him but Whenever it comes to this whole, yeah, Big Boy was a big boy when he started on Scotty's YouTube channel. And people say that he's not good enough to be on there, but he's completely changed himself. He's lost over 100 pounds. And when you look at how much influence and how inspirational someone who loses 100 pounds to ride a bike and ride at the level he's riding at now and learning all the stuff he learns as fast as he learns it, he deserves everything he's getting. People are so quick to say that he doesn't deserve it, but why not? Because you just don't think so? <laughs> What's up, Matt? So, oh, I just know about Dovey because uh, they did that live stream. Somebody did a live stream at the Vans contest, and they were talking, asking people who they should look out for, something like that. And people were talking about that Dovey guy and yeah. But anyways, so I was talking about how when it comes to having all skill and no social media following, that's great and everything, but a company's not going to invest in that because they're not going to get anything out of it. it it's totally awesome to be amazing like that, as I keep saying. But if you can't give something back to a company, then there, you have no business riding for a company. And you make all of the people who put in work to represent companies and get the word out there because they grow their social media followings or they do whatever they have to do. They, you make all of those people in all of their effort for nothing. I don't really know anything about Anthony Panza, so I can't, I've never really seen his writing, so I don't know. But yeah, I literally, I just can't say anything about him because I don't know anything about him. Let's continue on my notes. What about Stevie on Stranger? Stevie is falls under the category of legend at this point. And legends are somebody who, you say Billy Perry, but Billy Perry is a very good bike rider who seems to have a good outlook on life. But Stevie, is he falls under the, uh, the legend, amazing bike rider category where people know who he is already. People are influenced to want to buy parts that are his signature parts still. 
people still go crazy over him, even though he's not putting out as much as he was. There's also, there's so many exceptions to this kind of a thing too. And there's always those specific people. And one example that I have for people who are like an exception to this are people who are like super prodigy phenomena, amazing bike riders that a company comes in and they're like, company wants to represent them and they know that that person is so good at riding bikes that they're going to blow up anyways. <clears throat> Let's see. What about a lot of the older mid-school guys who faded into obscurity have come across a lot of their Instagrams and they're still sponsored riders even with only two or three thousand followers? Do you think it's the same as legend status? I don't... I don't know. I mean, also how like how sponsored are you if you're a mid-school rider you know you're probably just getting parts and you want to represent these companies and and whatnot like it's kind of a different story i think yeah it's it's kind of a thing where you just get parts when you need them not you're you're out there pushing people to sell stuff and if you're an older mid-school rider and people still know who you are then you still are representing and getting people to buy stuff uh james i'm reading your message right now james i'm pretty sure i know who you're talking about does his last name ride with rhyme with foil <laughs> i would just assume but but it's all about like it's literally all about the return that you make on the investment that a company puts into you. And if you can't return on that investment, then there's no point in representing a company because you can't give them anything. A lot of people just get caught up in the handout, just like the the background of my stream right now, getting stuff because it's awesome to get stuff. And then they don't care about or think about what they give back, what they give back in return for what they're getting. You have to give value back. What about the Ben Huckey effect, Ricky? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to look through my, my notes some more. Yeah, okay. So last thing that I had written down, and then we can call Ricky back. Let's see. So, so what I wrote is that if someone doesn't have much to offer in the way of an online presence to have product be seen, then a company doesn't really have a reason to pursue them in 2019, unless they're super prodigy phenomena that is worth investing into. And that's what it comes down to. Is, is someone worth the investment that a company puts in and can they return on it? Because at the end of the day, it's literally business is business. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't sell parts, then you're not doing any good for a company and helping keep them alive. As a company, you should take the unknown rippers and promote them yourself, in my own opinion. But if those unknown, you have, but there's a, there's a fine balance. You have to walk with these unknown rippers, and that is, can they represent you? Yeah, you can put the word out there all day long about them, but then they have to go and they have to back it up. They have to put the work in. And the work right now is not, is not like, right now I guess you could say it's video parts. But it's not, it's so spread out, I guess I should say. <clears throat> Basically, hey, you did a lot for us, so we'll still hook you up. But it isn't profitable to pay you the same way we used to. That's in regards to the mid-school. Yes, basically that. But, but when it comes to the unknown rippers thing, companies have to kind of teach them that they have to put the work in to give back for the investment that a company is putting in. And if a rider can't do that, then they just, it's not worth it. Instagram's killed the video part because social media is way more important than video parts to selling parts right now. And Instagram hasn't killed the video part at all because there's more full-length videos being made and sold and people are psyched on full-length videos right now. Edits 
part of the things that aren't doing as good. They have to be a decent person. Also, not just the scumbag who's going to stop riding at 18 because girls and booze. Yeah, there is such like people don't think about the full implications of what it takes for someone to be qualified to represent a company. They just think about, well, they should, people need to, or companies need to hook up people who are really good. It doesn't matter about social media, but it does matter about social media. And BMX is this subculture that for whatever reason, we try to make the rules not apply to us when it comes to everything else. If you look at any company in existence outside of BMX that is a bigger company or anything like that, when it comes to something that's not BMX related, people who represent them have enormous social media followings because they return on the investment. But for whatever reason, BMX tries to not follow those models in people's minds or people refuse to accept those models call me before I go inside. All right, Ricky, call me back right now. I will answer it on my computer and hopefully it'll work. <clears throat> BK from Scotty's channel. What about BK? BK is a really good rider. He's a really, really good rider. He can do whatever he wants. I remember when ads in magazines were just as important as your social media today and now there's no magazine ads so it just doesn't happen ricky did you hear me i need you to call me back because i don't think that i can just call you from here oh wait no it's not going to work like that all right i'll call him They also get good at marketing themselves and then companies come in and swoop them up. Well, yeah, and that's the whole point of it is that someone who's got... All right, we're here, but I'm gonna, I got a thought I got to finish. Someone who has a social media following knows how to use the internet and knows how to promote things. So obviously a company is going to come in and be like, yeah, we want to represent you because you already know how to represent yourself. So you're going to be able to represent us. Are you here? Am I here? We're here. Kevin okay. Kevin says there's a lot of good BMX riders out there. For your big sponsored guys, there's a mix of skill on the bike, personality, knowledge that they need to be marketable and sellable as a brand. Yes. Right. And that's why someone is a pro in 2019. And it's, uh, like I've said this before, who you know and who you blow. So Of course. Uh, I have to go back to where... Uh, that Matt kid. Fuck, I can't see what he said though on there. Um, I can. I can scroll up. He was just talking about companies hooking up unknown riders and that they he thought they uh, should. All right. How about I take the company I work for with Merit? Yep. Um, we try to take kids that are unknown and then bring them to the spotlight. And usually, the only way we can do that is through bike shops. So, um, Anthony Panza. Since everybody seems to be talking about him, uh, I only knew him through Billy Perry, and then I got to meet him, and he was riding at the skate park. I enjoyed the way he rode. Um, I thought there was a possibility, since we put Billy on the team, that we could help him out. Usually, a lot of putting people on teams or doing something with kids, like you know how right now the topic's about social media. Yes, that does help. But the other part that does help is are you a good representation for the company? And yes, if you have small numbers, which uh, take, for example, we have Justin Care. Justin Care could whip the shit out of 70% of the dudes in BMX now, and he only has like 5,000 followers. Uh, but what he does do that we like about him is he puts out video parts and edits constantly. That's another thing that helps. So if when I mentioned to you earlier and I said the, the Ben Huckey effect, Ben Huckey in 20, or no, 2010 put out 20 edits in one year and got 20 sponsors. That's the Ben Huckey effect. So uh, I guess that does categorize as 
videos and uh, edits do you're considering that social media too correct that's, and that's work like literally you have to put work in to be able to represent a company and if you have no right. social media following it means you're probably not posting very much on the internet and the only people who are going to see you ride are the people who ride with you and right. the people who well hold on one you second gotta... okay, sorry. if if you are a really amazing bike rider but you have no social media following and the only people who see you ride are the people who ride with you yeah if you ride for a company they're going to want to support the company that's hooking you up but that's where it ends because you have no yeah. social media following and that's where you uh that's where your value ends because they're naturally already going to want to help you out anyway like the people you ride with and if those are the only people that you're advertising to i guess you could say then there's no point. Well, let's take Little John from Colt. He has no social media presence at all, and he shows up to a majority of contests. He lives life as a gypsy, and he's still sellable. And the reason is, is he goes from town to town. He goes to bike shops and stuff like that. There's another part of BMX that people seem to forget, and it's the shops. Without bike shops, we do not have a scene. Without a scene, we don't have kids buying stuff. And without kids buying stuff, we do not have companies. Now, obviously, I'm a little biased because I'm a sales rep for a company, but I get how it works. Everybody that I sponsor or I help out is usually through a bike shop. And when those people move up, obviously, it's going to be through a little bit through social media, but a lot of it's going to be the work that you put in and meeting the people that own the companies. So you could be good as shit and be from Oklahoma, fuck nowhere, and everybody loves you there, and you've got a good social media presence, but you're not willing to travel and go out there. The reason Austin Augie is where Austin Augie got is because when he, he gave me a phone in. call, yes, he, he gave me a work. phone call. He gave me a phone call three years ago and said, "Ricky, I need a wheel." I said, "All right, dude, I'll help you out with the wheel." I gave him a wheel. Where did he go? He went to Chicago and he won himself a ring. And then he put out a uh, video for um, Tony Muluf and them have that own, that that local Chicago thing that they do all the time. Fuck, I can't remember it off the top of my name. He put a video out for them, and then he went to another street jam, then he went to Arizona, then he went back to California, and then he said, I'm moving to New York, and then he came and met us. And I was like, look, I want to help this guy out. I think he's going to be something big. And, uh, he came to the warehouse and he's like, Hey guys, we're gonna, I'm going to start doing vlogs. I'm going to do them every day. And I was like, Oh, that shit's cool. Cool, dude. Just keep riding your bike. That's all I care about. So, you know, there's one example of somebody blowing up, being big there. And then my other example is little John who doesn't have any social media presence, but is sponsored, has multiple sponsors and does a lot. So a lot of it is, is you, <sighs> You just have to put in a lot of work. You got to be willing to travel and you got to get close with whoever you're trying to get hooked up with. The bottom so, line yeah. is that it's it's more than just about being good on a bike. Well, I, I, let's just take me for instance, okay? Let's just air it out, all right? I fucking, I am not the best bike rider in the world. I just have a persona. Montana Ricky is a persona. I'm Ricky Lopez and nobody from Montana. But all I wanted to do and everything I ever wanted to do was ride BMX. So I would travel 36 hours all the way down to Austin, Texas for a jam. I would travel all the way over to Hawaii and fly for a jam. I would go to California and stay up two days just to get to a jam. I would leave in the middle of the night to meet up with Bruce Christman in Portland, Oregon to ride a curb. I did whatever it was to try to get sponsored. And I've been sponsored, fuck, I don't know, like eight times with eight different companies all throughout my 25 years. And I didn't make it big until the come up came up and they posted a video of me. And then I got helped out by a company, not even from here, Amity, from out of the country. You know what I mean? And it was just, I just kept working at it. So whoever said mid-school and old-school riders, I'm a mid-school slash old-school rider. I started in 91. I don't consider BMX starting until you do tricks. I was doing 360s in 1991, 540s on vert ramp in 92. So it's like, 
I've been riding BMX for a long time. And it's just the work and the effort you put in there. And yes, the numbers do help. But what helps more than anything is being humble, working with your bike shop, and creating a scene. And if you do that, your bike shop's going to tell that company, hey, you should help out this dude. This dude's really awesome. And then I help you out, and I give you bike parts. And those bike parts cost companies money. If I give you grips, tires, and pedals, that cost me $200. So technically, and most of part is a lot of majority of people don't understand. BMXers don't make a lot of money, man. You can work out. You can work at Wendy's and make more than most professional BMX. Most sponsorships don't pay more than $500 a month, people. So, uh, and I'm not trying to be bitter. I'm not trying to do nothing. I can't see comments or whatever people are saying. I'm just saying support your local bike shop. Be yourself. Be humble. Put stuff on Instagram. Have a good time. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I say the same thing to Brent. Brent is so goddamn good on a bike. I believe everything he does, his only goddamn problem is, is he doesn't leave the middle of Ohio nowhere. He needs to leave way more and go on trips and more will happen. Everybody, I got to go. I really appreciate this. I don't know who's watching this. I hope some of my words are good. We got 31 people. Awesome. I love all 31 of you guys. Uh, if you donate 25 cents right now, 25 times 31 is probably a lot of dollars. Just joking. <laughs> uh, Brent, uh, next time you start this, try to do it a little bit earlier since I'm on East Coast time. I'd love to be a part of this. I'm on East and, Coast time too. All right. Well, I don't have a life like yours. Uh, Matt O'Connell, uh, I'd like to answer more of your questions. There was the GQ Gwood or something I saw in there. I'd like to answer his too, what he said about Bob Harrow. Without Bob Harrow, we wouldn't be where we are in BMX right now anyway. But there's just so much. This one's so complex. But to me, personally, it starts from the bike shop. That's where it starts from. Because It literally all matters. So many, I, I know so many riders, and I've sponsored and helped so many people because of a bike shop. And I am willing. So if there's anyone that's on here right now, if you have someone that you want to get hooked up, Send me a DM or email me at ricky at meritbmx.com. I watch about five to six sponsor me edits a day. All right? I've probably seen the kid, but send me an edit, and then I'll go from there. That's all you have to do. When I wanted to get sponsored, I don't give a shit what anyone says. In 1998, I must have sent Rick Molinturno five or six VHS tapes to myself. If you want it, you can get it. I don't give a shit how good you are. You Anyone literally, you have to be more than just good. That's what it comes down to. You have to do something more than just ride your bike. That era is over. People can't just yeah. ride their bikes anymore. It doesn't work like that. You have Hell to yeah. be All able right. to back it up. I love you and everybody on here. Uh, next week, let's start earlier because these conversations are always so good to me. Everybody else, have a good night. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. Woo! Have fun. Love you. Goodbye. Montana Ricky, everyone. Brands will create the following for skilled riders. That's not the point because if a rider doesn't already have a following to contribute to that brand, then they're they're valueless. They don't have a value. Being a good rider isn't enough anymore. Like there's a billion good riders out there. You have to differentiate differentiate yourself from the pack of good riders in order to be qualified and deserving of a company's representation. That's what it comes down to. Yes, you're right that brands will create following for skilled riders, but it has to have a start. It, that Someone has to show that they are able to put the work in and get word out there and post on the internet and post on Instagram so people can see what they're doing and see what companies that they are riding for because without that, what's the point of being sponsored? Oh, cool, you got some free stuff and you ride it with your at your local park and people, like your, your friends see it. If your friends are the only ones who are buying the stuff for the, from the companies that you ride for, then you're not giving enough of a return. And this is all about business. I, yeah, it would be awesome if all we would have to do is ride and companies would want to hook whatever up. 
traveling, like Ricky said, I think is a huge part of exposure, getting out of your local scene. You're right. That's definitely it. <clears throat> Ricky Hoffman, not that good, but people know him from Scotty's channel. Scotty's, but Ricky's not like a sponsored rider either. Ricky has a big social media following because of the channel and he promotes drifting and whatnot because that's his, his deal. When's your signature frame coming out? I don't have, I'm never, I probably never have a signature frame because I'm not marketable. <laughs> I could have 200,000 Instagram followers and it wouldn't matter because I ride weird. Uh, sell yourself before you sell brands you ride for. And that's another topic that I need to talk about in the next live stream that I do and talk about selling out because the idea of selling out is so ass backwards in BMX that people people literally have things so twisted in their heads when it comes to selling out that BMX can't even work right. Thank you, SR20 Swap. It would be cool to have a, it would be awesome to have a signature frame, but I'm never gonna be like, yep, next week. Maybe I should. Maybe that would help make things happen. What do you think about LZ with Stranger? People said he was thrown on the team for social media, but I thought he was an amazing rider. I already said that, actually. Adam LZ is a very good rider. Or he was, anyways. Adam LZ could do a lot of really good stuff, so he backed it up. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he wasn't totally there for being a pro paid rider quite right off the bat. And that was definitely, or his social media following definitely contributed to that. But that's all part of it. I mean, one thing that I wish I would have said sooner than 36 minutes into this is that when you go to get a job, because that's what being sponsored is, no matter who you're riding for or what, or whatever you want to say, it, whether you're am, flow, or whatever. It's a job to be a sponsored rider. And when you go to get a job, like a normal day job, you don't go and try and get a job that you're not qualified for. You don't go to the mechanic shop and apply for a job not knowing how to work on cars whatsoever. So why would you go to a company and expect them to hook you up if you don't know what it takes to represent a company or you don't have what it takes on the internet as far as pushing things or you aren't quite there yet like if you don't have if you're not quite there yet why sh why would anyone consider helping out unless you're one of those prodigy amazing phenomenon riders who's obviously going to blow up no matter what or how bad they are at social media <clears throat> Kevin, I'm not discounting weird riding. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that I'm not confident in uh, myself. I don't know. You guys got me feeling all self-conscious here. We're 40 minutes in. So that's kind of what it comes down to, I guess. You have to have value. And in 2019, value comes from a social media following some sort of social media following and that is why it matters and that's why social media versus skill is like almost at the same place everybody keeps asking about lz but what do you think about spencer forsman is the dude actually sponsored or not he keeps getting nothing but odyssey sponsored but he still says he's not odyssey sunday but he says he's not sponsored still. I don't think that he's sponsored. I think Sunday and Odyssey probably might help him out, but I don't think that he would just like lie about it. Because legitimately, Odyssey and Sunday make very good stuff, and that's what he says. You're not Smith nose bar hat fall off, but that's what makes you you. That's exactly right, and kind of like... If anything ever happened for me, and Ricky always talks about going out of Ohio. I leave Ohio all the time. I just don't go to the other end of the country. 
Um, but I always wanted to be able to say that I showed people that you could be a rider in the middle of Ohio riding a four foot prefab Woodward quarter pipe and make stuff happen. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I was in Buffalo. Met Jim C and all you guys in Buffalo. Scotty will be an interesting case. He can't ride it as well as he did, but he has such a large reach and legendary status. Fox and Vans will probably carry him for a while to come. That's exactly right. And that's a perfect example. Scotty is someone who was legitimately one of the best riders ever. He got hurt. Now he can't really ride, but because of his social media following and the influence and how inspirational he is, I just got chills from that, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. But uh but when it comes to uh Scotty, he's such an inspiration and his following is so big that he has just not just as much, but he has value. Actually, he has more value being the legend that he is. Even like no matter how good he gets again at riding or even if he never got hurt he has more value being where he is since like in life and being inspirational and having a youtube channel and the following like like brody just said bad for life he still hustles since his accident scotty hustles scotty puts in work scotty knows what it takes to represent a company and that's why he's probably going to be hooked up with Vans and all those guys for a very long time. Uh, let's see. And that's the difference between him and Mad Dog. Unfortunately, Brett got hurt kind of similarly and is getting better. Like, And he's riding again, but his sponsors didn't keep up with him because he wasn't like in the light as much as he was the relationship has to be organic you can't force a friendship with brands or anything and then expect free slash cheaper stuff and that's exactly kind of why i wanted to make this live stream and do this it's because i think that there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to sponsorship and bmx and people just don't quite think things all the way through they like they kind of just think that people should get stuff for whatever, for no reason or whatever. You guys understand what I'm saying. Like people don't quite understand the way that the business side of these things work. They just think, well, you're an amazing rider. You should get sponsored. And like, no, it's way more than that. Mike Aiken is the reason you wear skinny jeans. No. Because I didn't wear jeans until I was 13 years old. Jay who, Kevin? Free range sponsorship. 43 minutes in. <clears throat> Jay Doughton is a beast. Dig his riding. Jay Doughton is absolutely a rider who if he put, I don't know, he does put a lot out there. Jake posts on Instagram a lot. He's made edits throughout the years. I think, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know why he's not hooked up more, but a lot of people know who he is. So if he did get hooked up, he would be worthy of it for sure. And he also has a social media following. I don't know where I'm going to ride next weekend, TM. Depends on the weather. Uh, Jay is someone that any brand could jump on. I think he's trying. Oh yeah, Jay is doing a lot of uh, a lot of contests and whatnot. I would. I don't know. I don't know why he's not like he's one of those people. He's a very nice person. He's on the internet quite a lot. Uh, the new rims. I only put one on so far. I only replaced the back one so far, and it is holding up. It's super nice to have that fresh coating on the rim that makes the brakes work all the time. 
Yeah, James, I'll check it out. I just want to keep this live stream about sponsorship and sponsorship versus skill or social media following versus skill. Dilling's start getting kicked off stranger was odd. It's very weird. So I think we might have covered actually everything. Let me let me check my uh what do you think about smaller brands that have people we've never heard of sponsoring riders? Shout out to Alienation and Park Tool. Thank you, Godzilla. Yes. Yes. Uh let me see here. What I think about smaller brands that have people you've never heard of that they're sponsoring, I feel like it's kind of a, a not helping the companies out as much, but I can't really say because I don't know. I don't know how riders that people haven't heard a ton about help companies like FBM. FBM has a lot of riders that aren't huge names, but they're people you've heard of, but not like giant names in BMX. So I don't know. I'm not FBM. So I don't really, uh, I don't really know how that affects them or if it would help them more to have bigger riders obviously it would probably help them more but i don't know because fbm's already a legendary company in bmx uh let's see social media is a dominant force because the demand is at your fingertips and it makes it that easy for a rider to post something and be like hey here's the company i ride for like i could post about alienation rims right now and it would be good um, how did it go when you got sponsored? Did alienation approach you? Actually, when it comes to alienation, we'll go off this tangent real quick. Alienation used to do a flow for a year contest where they would sponsor 10 people flow for a year. And I was one of those 10 people. And then after the year, they decided to continue helping me out. What about Instagram clothing companies who comment on your post saying, hey, check out our clothes or we'll sponsor you if you buy three shirts first. Obviously it's a scam, but still a funny internet trend. And that is another thing that like kids don't understand. They just think that it's, it's cool to be sponsored and that riding for this no-name clothing company who doesn't do anything for you is like this awesome thing. And I guess it might teach them how to hustle and post and represent a company, but it's like, those companies don't really mean anything, too. I think it's good that smaller companies support lesser-known riders, especially out here in the Midwest, because the scene is dead. Someone has to support the guys who aren't in major cities. I don't, that's true, and that's kind of how it starts. Smaller companies hooking up people, and then they get become more well-known, and they and then they learn what it takes to represent a company and they put in the work then bigger companies recognize them and that's kind of a thing there's a lot of riders that are from small towns that you've never heard of that have blown up in bmx rob dequatro is a perfect example of this rob grew up in a small town 30 minutes from where i live he made that amazing video the come up freaked out about it, posted it, and he blew up in BMX and was huge for a while. He grew up in a small town and he blew up because of, from that small town. I, let's see. It's just helping them get a foot in the door to bigger companies and give them more opportunities. You're absolutely right. And it comes down to if someone, and that's, that's why bigger companies can't take as much of a chance on someone who's completely unknown because they don't know if someone's going to return on their investment. <clears throat> Want a sponsorship but don't know how to present yourself? Go to an event like the FBM Machine Shop Open House this summer and just sit back and watch their riders and how they talk to people. Or go to an event like Winter Welcome Jam or Swamp Fest and pay attention to people like Chris Doyle and the peop the giant pros at Swamp Fest who aren't partying and going crazy and pay attention to how professional they are and how they talk to people exactly like James is saying. That is huge, how you talk to people. That's why a lot of people, and not a lot of people, that's why some people just completely drop off because it's very obvious that they don't 
they haven't learned how to represent themselves or they just aren't qualified as a person to represent a company and some people just aren't <clears throat> any event yeah any event with professional riders and if you go to that specific event i just mentioned i'll meet you at the first dam in ithaca with coffee and we'll cliff dive together that's funny I would I'm gonna go to a FBM jam at some point. I think one thing too is that like people who worry that much about sponsorship and are super like that's mostly what they care about. Those are the people who aren't going to end up making things happen anyways because a lot of people whose priority is riding and having fun and potentially posting about it on the internet, those are the people who get hooked up. The idea of being just like, okay, this comment is exactly kind of what I was trying to say. It says, uh, the idea of being sponsored is something a lot of people get fixated on, but that fixation should be on riding and the sponsorship would, will come if it was meant to be. Yes. If you want to be, okay, we'll, we'll do the quick how-to right now. If you want to be a sponsored rider, ride your bike, have fun, document it whenever you feel like it, and post on the internet because that is where your value is going to come from. Being a good rider, being a good person, and having a value that you can bring to a company more than just to your friends. Not very many people just try to ride and make money, and if they do, they fail because there's not money to be made in BMX right now. Like Ricky said earlier, pros are not making very much money. And the, uh, the stigma of selling out is another topic I will be talking about soon. I think we've kind of covered everything. I want to make sure in my, my notes that I made. Really interesting discussion. Lunch time for me, Australians. You Australians. So let's see. I think people just have the wrong impression of being sponsored. I have two buddies who are with big name companies and one works full time as a financial consultant. The other just finished up his master's just to make a living. 100%. You're right. You're absolutely right. A shop stop tour of Ohio. That would be really fun. Going to different skate parks or shops that have skate parks near them. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Ohio Shop Stop Tour. Writing it down right now. All right. So we've got that. I think we've covered it all. I think I'm going to wrap this up here soon. Does anyone come to Long Island and do some shop, do some shop stops? I want to come to New York. I remember reading something years ago about how a sponsor would be more likely to sponsor you if you can be self-sustainable and not always relying on your sponsor for income. That's so ass backwards, it's not even right. People act like BMX riders shouldn't be able to make a full-time income from riding a bike and that they, that you should, you should be able, you should self-sustain yourself and not rely on your sponsorship. No, we should stop worrying so much about fucking selling out and worry about people like Van Homan who have to go work for the Olympics or he's got, he's lucky that the Olympics came along when it did because he's getting older and it's going to be harder for him and BMX can't support someone like Van Homan getting old 
because we're too worried about selling out to big companies and oh God, they just want to make money off BMX. Maybe if people stopped worrying about all that so much, BMX riders could have retirement plans. Wouldn't that be cool? But no, I know people or I've heard stories of people who would rather take a full-time job than put a sticker on their helmet for some company to make enough money to have their living paid for. It's stupid. It's so backwards and people have such huge egos about this that it makes no sense. Yeah, Van getting a job in Japan is amazing for him. And I'm super glad that that happened. And it's at a super important time that it happened. And why do you think someone like Van Homan is doing so much? And he's literally said it in podcasts. He does everything he does because he wants to stay involved with BMX. That's why he's doing it. Wouldn't it be sweet if we could... uh give back to Van and he could have a retirement fund from BMX rather than having to worry about that. He could stay involved and not have to worry about as much. Gotta have a backup plan. Your riding won't pay the bills forever. You're absolutely right. It won't pay it forever and it sucks that it can't be that way. Wouldn't that be cool? But no, people are too worried about selling out. I think selling out is taking that job instead of working with a company who's willing to pay you just because you uh you don't want to sell out nate wessel was is into the construction side of bmx building ramps he still does all that stuff but there can only be so many people building ramps. Exactly. Van Homan has given so much to BMX. He should get some of that back. And there is a lot of people who are in that position. Selling out is good. The community needs to stop gatekeeping. Maybe one day life will be as easy as the skaters have. I can't say, I can't really say anything about skateboarding or how much money they make, but I've heard that it's kind of similar to BMX, but I have no idea. I can't really say. So with that, we are approaching an hour and I want to jump off here, and not make this video like unwatchable for people in the future. People, here's the thing about the full-time job route. You can get a full-time job anytime you want. If you get kicked out of BMX and you have to get a full-time job, you can do it anytime. That's the thing. Yes, it's more secure, but if BMX could sustain someone and it got could be in a position where we weren't worried about selling out, we did what it took to keep big companies involved in BMX, then people wouldn't have to worry about injuries. <clears throat> Yeah, riders having to sell parts out of their trunk to make a living is totally, like, it sucks that it has to be that way. I don't know, I don't know uh, the specifics of why things are like that and what led to those circumstances, but it sucks that it's like that for some people. And I, I would like to see things change a little bit, and that's why I do these live streams. I want to see things change and the only way to make things change is to talk about these things. There's, there's the hat off, Matt. But the only way to make these things change is to talk about them. And I'm glad that there's people like Mike Hinkins, who is a professional rider and team manager with Madeira and the people that he rides for. He's talking about things like this. And if you guys haven't listened to the podcast with Brian Kaczynski that he did, you need to listen to it because it's similar things to what I've talked about today and it's all good stuff so I'm gonna end this here Ooh, excuse me go listen to Brian Kaczynski's podcast it's the imprimatur podcast yeah hat head whatever but 
Imprimatur podcast with Brian Kaczynski. It's very good. Oh, I've Michael, I've already talked about it for an hour. The social media following versus skill is uh, when it comes to sponsorship, companies looking at social media following versus someone's skill. If you haven't, if you want to check it out, this live stream is about to end and you can watch the replay of it where I talk all about this stuff. And for anyone watching in the future, please leave your thoughts in the comments down below. I want to have a conversation down there and I want a place where people can go and read what happened or what was talked about with the, the people in the conversation and read people's thoughts who have watched it after the fact and just keep things going because as I said several times earlier, the only way to change anything is to talk about it and make and spread the awareness of it. And with that being said, if you're watching this in the future, let me know because you're part of the 20% crew. Subscribe if you're new. And for everyone who's hanging out, all 24 of you still, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for watching this live stream and hanging out with me and talking BMX. And I'll probably do it again soon, potentially Thursday. Sundays and Thursdays for live streams. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. And by see you, I mean you'll see me next time. See you guys later.